Section twelve of A Voyage to the Moon by Cyrano de Bergerac, translated by Archibald Lovell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter ten Where the author comes in doubt whether he be a man, an ape, or an estridge, and of the opinion of the lunar philosophers concerning Aristotle. This belief would have taken rooting by being spread, had it not been for the learned men of the country who opposed it saying that it was horrid impiety to believe not only beasts but monsters to be of their kind it would be far more probable added the calmer sort that our domestic beasts should participate of the privilege of humanity and by consequence of immortality as being bred in our country than a monstrous beast that talks of being born i know not where in the moon and then observe the difference betwixt us and them we walk upon four feet because god would not trust so precious a thing upon weaker supporters and he was afraid lest marching otherwise some mischance might befall man and therefore he took the pains to rest him upon four pillars that he might not fall but disdaining to have a hand in the fabric of these two brutes he left them to the caprice of nature who not concerning herself with the loss of so small a matter supported them only by two feet birds themselves said they have not had so hard measure as they for they have got feathers at least to supply the weakness of their legs and to cast themselves in the air when we pursue them whereas nature depriving these monsters of two legs hath disabled them from scaping our justice besides consider a little how they have the head raised toward heaven it is because god would punish them with scarcity of all things that he hath so placed them for that supplicant posture shows that they complain to heaven of him that created them and that they beg permission to make their best of our leavings but we on the contrary have the head bending downwards to behold the blessings whereof we are the masters and as if there were nothing in heaven that our happy condition needed envy i heard such discourses or the like daily at my lodge and at length they so curbed the minds of the people as to that point that it was decreed that at best i should only pass for a parrot without feathers for they confirmed those who were already persuaded in that i had but two legs no more than a bird which was the cause that i was put into a cage by express orders from the privy council there the queen's bird-keeper taking the pains daily to teach me to whistle as they do stairs or singing birds here i was really happy in that i wanted not food in the meanwhile with the sonnets the spectators stunned me with i learnt to speak as they did so that when i was got to be so much master of the idiom as to express most of my thoughts i told them the finest of my conceits the quaintness of my sayings was already the entertainment of all societies and my wit was so much esteemed that the council was obliged to publish an edict forbidding all people to believe that i was endowed with reason with express commands to all persons of what quality or condition soever not to imagine but that whatever i did though never so wittily proceeded only from instinct nevertheless the decision of what i was divided the town into two factions the party that stood for me increased daily and at length in spite of the anathema whereby they endeavoured to scare the multitude they who held for me demanded a convention of the states for determining that controversy it was long before they could agree in the choice of those who should have a vote but the arbitrators pacified the heat by making the number of both parties equal who ordered that i should be brought under the assembly as i was but i was treated there with all imaginable severity 
my examiners amongst other things put questions of philosophy to me i ingenuously told them all that my tutor had heretofore taught me but they easily refuted me by more convincing arguments so that having nothing to answer for myself my last refuge was to principles of aristotle which stood me in as little stead as his sophisms did for in two words they let me see the falsity of them that same aristotle said they whose learning you brag so much of did without doubt accommodate principles to his philosophy instead of accommodating his philosophy to principles and besides he ought to have proved them at least to be more rational than those of the other sects you mentioned to us wherefore the good man will not take it ill we hope if we bid him god be w in fine when they perceived that i did nothing but bawl that they were not more knowing than aristotle and that i was forbid to dispute against those who denied his principles they all unanimously concluded that i was not a man but perhaps a kind of estrich seeing i carried my head upright like them that i walked on two legs and that in short but for a little down i was every way like one of them so that the bird-keeper was ordered to have me back to my cage i spent my time pretty pleasantly there for because i had correctly learnt their language the whole court took pleasure to make me prattle the queen's maids among the rest slipped always some boon into my basket and the gentlest of them all having conceived some kindness for me was so transported with joy when in private i entertained her with the manners and divertisements of the people of our world and especially our bells and other instruments of music that she protested to me with tears in her eyes that if ever i found myself in a condition to fly back again to our world she would follow me with all her heart End of chapter 10